0: Hey dreamers, welcome to the Dream Planning Podcast. If you've been led here, I believe it was on purpose. You are created and loved by God and your life is full of purpose. If you've been sitting in a season of searching or unfulfillment and you're ready to change your life and hear from God, this is the podcast for you. Hi, I'm Polly Payne, the CEO and founder of Horatio Printing, and I'm here to lead you in tactical, practical, faith-led trainings to help make your God-sized dreams a reality in your life and your business. Your dreams matter because you matter. So open up your planner, pour a cup of coffee, and let's dream together. Hello, hello. I have such a special podcast episode for you today. I have the one and only Amy Brady, my personal friend, and spiritual director. Um, We've led retreats together. She is an absolute angel and uh, God put her in my life at such a special time. And today we're going to be talking about spiritual direction. She is my spiritual director and and there is a thing actually called spiritual direction. And so you may be wondering, do I need a spiritual director? What is a spiritual director? So we're going to answer those questions and take you on a little journey of what it is to go to a session with the spiritual director and just kind of give you that introduction today so welcome amy thank you polly
1: always hey. love being with you in this space
0: yes so lovely so i'm going to dive right in and um if you don't know amy We've done a couple episodes on the Dream Planning Podcast. So you can go back and listen to those episodes as well. We've talked about how to create a mini Sabbath. We've talked about breaking strongholds together. We've talked about you know setting up your heart for Christmas. Amy is the author of our Christmas devotional we've done the past two years called Away in a Manger. And she has an amazing company called Evergreen Soul Wellness that's just focused on helping you in your soul and truly helping you in your spirit and your walk with Jesus. So let's let's jump gears to spiritual direction. I'm gonna dive right in. And if you could give me just, I guess, an overview of what is spiritual direction in a nutshell. Sure. Um, That is one of the most asked questions that I get when I
1: say I do spiritual direction. The next, I'm waiting for it. It's Like, what is spiritual direction? So there's kind of two camps of people. If you know what spiritual direction is, it's probably because you either have one, you have a spiritual director, or you grew up in a liturgical church. So you grew up in the Catholic church or the Lutheran church or the Episcopal church, maybe Presbyterian, possibly Methodist occasionally. And they will have people in their congregation, in their parish, who are spiritual directors. A lot of times the priest or the deacons will be spiritual directors. Um, so it's very common in those spaces. If you did not grow up in those types of churches, you are asking me, what is spiritual direction? So a quick way that I explain it is it's kind of like life coaching for your soul. hmm So, um, if you take kind of the verbiage that we use for things these days, that's really what it would feel like. It would, it's not therapy. It's not therapy. It is not therapy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I have to say that it can feel like therapy in the sense of like the breakthrough or the peace you have at the end. Um, it's it's, it's it's breaking through to reconnect with Jesus. To me, I've, I've probably said that accidentally, like, it's like spiritual therapy because it feels it, that way. It's a safe yes. space where you're you're jumping into your inner world, a place that we often neglect and overlook yes. and, and escape from. It's a time mm. to look inward and and connect with the Holy Spirit, which can feel mm. very therapeutic, right? Yes, so indeed. I, it's not therapy, but it can it can feel right. Like and
1: what I mean by that is it's not a substitution for therapy.
0: Right. Um, so,
1: you know, someone might be like, Oh, I don't think I want to go into therapy. I'll do this, you know, or I'll talk to a friend. There are times where, um, we really can benefit from professional therapy. Um, I know I have, and mm-hmm. if I, in a session begin to have issues come up that are being brought to me, I know, and through my training and just my own, uh, psychology background as you know, that was what my degree was in, I can begin to assess, I think this would be more beneficial to talk with a therapist about because we're really focusing on the effects of your life on your soul. Mm -hmm. So we're not talking about systems and family systems. We're not talking about mental health as far as like personality disorders or things like that, or, you know, we're, we're talking about the soul piece of it, which is why a lot of people um, as part of their self-care and soul care, we'll have a therapist and a spiritual director at the same time. I do many of my directees do as well. Um, because there are just things that where they are alike and there's ways that they're de- different and it's very distinct. So, um, I like to say sometimes too, it's therapy for the soul because yes, it feels like that. When I meet with my spiritual director and I'm done, I'm just like, whew, I needed that. But the thing about it is, is that the heart of it is creating this sacred space where we allow our soul to catch up with our life and also its impact on our bodies. And that was something else I wanted to share was that every spiritual director is different. We may be all kind of typically trained the same, um, but We're all different. So when you come to me, I'm going to talk to you about the impact of what you're experiencing on your body, because I have specialties in trauma, in somatic experiencing, um, and I believe that those are other areas and places that God wants us to heal. I mean, that's what kind of sacred dust, um, the course that I created is all about, um, is seeing how the difference when we allow the Holy Spirit to do healing, not only in our soul, but in our bodies as well, where we hold a lot of the things that we carry as burdens. So it's kind of creating that, you know, that safe space for someone to come. It's also, um, I was trained under kind of what's called an Ignatian spirituality where, um, St. Ignatius of Loyola believed that God's in everything. I don't believe in the secular and sacred. I believe everything is sacred. Um, I think that we, I approach that, you know, we, we look at God's creation and how that has been given to us as a gift to create um, a calming for our nervous system, create a space to meet with him, to hear from him. Um, it's, It's, my approach is very holistic. So we've got the body and we've got the soul and we've got the things that are outside of us. And the whole thing about it is I'm a soul friend. You know, we all have these friends that We do life with, and then we have these friends that we share life with, right? And then we have these places that even with some of our closest friends, we probably wouldn't want them to walk in those places with us. Mm -hmm. So a soul friend, um, and in the Celtic spiritual directors are called Anamkara, which means it's a soul companionship. It's a spiritual companion that walks with you through your life. Um, some people come once and then they're gone. I have people I've been with for over a year and a half and to sit and watch them grow and to watch God work in their life and reveal things to them. It has been amazing. It is one of my favorite things to watch them journey towards wholeness and God use that space of spiritual direction to do that.
0: Our sessions have been some of the most impactful for me in terms of just how tangible the presence of God can be or how tangible Jesus can be in like Mm. in my mind and in my spirit and just the way I connect with him Um, you know there's been times in corporate worship settings where I've just had this you know full you know visions are coming to me or you know I'm just really feeling the presence of God but our sessions have been just so powerful not so much that you're the key holder but it's like i have this dedicated allowed time um and i'm just i'm there for it and you creating that safe space and and me just making the time to do it and like showing up heart centering on it it's just been so amazing it's not till recently that i actually was able to have something somewhat similar on my own. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my gosh, this breakthrough um, through mm. just sitting in silence and solitude. But that habit is, is just so hard. So having someone show up as your guide into that space um, and as an accountability and to walk you through these places in your soul, you haven't gone to, it's just, it's mm-hmm. really powerful. So if you're on the yeah. fence of like, I wonder if I would like a spiritual director, I wonder if I would like mm-hmm. a session, like you should totally do it. Absolutely. Um, and you should, you should use Amy. Amy's amazing. Like, um, obviously you can, you can find spiritual directors out there, but I highly recommend Amy. Yeah. It's been life-changing. I'm really it curious for me. I'm really curious how you discovered spiritual direction mm-hmm. um, and Like, what was your first experience when you were working with a spiritual director?
1: Yeah. um, Well, like almost everything, I feel like that I, I do, I've stumbled into it. It wasn't like (laughs) I burst out of college and said, this is what I want to do with my life. (laughs) Um, But so several years ago, six or seven years ago, um, I came out of an extremely difficult time of life. Um, and I was suffering from depression and, um, but still kind of showing up for life. I didn't have the, I I mean, there was no slowing down. So I was carrying a burden while running a marathon and it really began to take a toll on my body. So I went and saw a lot of doctors, they recommended yoga. I wasn't sure how I felt about that, but I felt like four doctors in six weeks, God might be telling me something, which that was the first box breaker for me was, could God actually be telling me to do this? Um, and I did it. And I felt um, something immediate came to me about, this is a really sacred space. Like this is just me and my body and Jesus. And so I decided to step into um, becoming a yoga instructor. Um, so uh, I did that um, and went on to do some other higher trainings within a master instruction and in trauma. But all through that, um, the organization that I trained with offered spiritual direction as part of our training. I didn't realize that's what we were doing at first. We were doing a lot of Lectio Divina in groups. This was part of your training. You had to be a part of a group and do this. <clears throat> and I just thought to myself, wow, I've kind of done this with scripture on my own for years. I didn't know there was a name for it. But this is amazing. I love that so many people are being exposed to this way of learning to hear from the scripture by reading a verse, you know, several times in a row and sitting and just letting the Holy Spirit just bring up something out of that verse for you, for that day, for that season, that word in due season. Um, As I went further in my training, um, one of the people that was a leader of a group, she said she was going through spiritual direction training. And I I was like, oh, that sounds very woo-woo. Not so sure about that. Um, so I had her explain it to me and I'm like, oh, well, I feel like, you know, I've been in ministry for over 20 years at this point. I was a professional speaker and a retreat leader and blah, 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 writing books. I was at events with women all the time. I did a lot of mentoring. I, I'm like, I feel like I have kind of been doing that already, but I knew that, um, that would probably be something God would end up calling me into. And he did. And I wanted to get certified because I knew there was a process and understanding that I needed to have about that sacred space in order to do it justice. And in order to be able to hold that space for someone else's soul. There's, I feel a lot of responsibility in that a lot of responsibility. I mean, honestly, in some ways I might be getting the more vulnerable part of someone than anyone in their life, even their therapist receives, Mm. right? Because, you know, it's dividing bone and marrow when you're with Jesus, you know, you'll go in thinking, I'm going to talk about this with my spiritual director. And then you end up, he just goes right to it. Yeah. You know? Um, So that's how I became a spiritual director was actually just being exposed to that. And then realizing
0: I think this is something God wants me to do. Mm, That's so good. So if someone is listening and they're like, I want to get involved, like I want to book a session with you. Um, I want to go ahead and just give them the information so they have it. I'll also share it at the end of the episode, but where can people like book a session with you? Um, I think you're offering group sessions as well. So tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so
1: if they want to set up a session with me, um, they can go to the link tree that you will post, and it'll take them to my Calendly page, and they will see all of the different types of sessions that I offer. Um, The one that says spiritual direction with Amy is individual, um, but I'm offering in February, March, and April one Thursday night at seven thirty a month for an hour, because spiritual direction is usually um, one hour once a month, unless someone wants it more than that, but it's always one hour. Um, I'm going to do group spiritual direction. Um, and I want to do this for a couple of reasons. Um, one, it gives somebody an opportunity to dip their toe into it. So they can come in as a drop in rate. Like I just want to come once, or Mm. they can do three months and get a little bit of a break on the price. Um, but it's going to be a community setting. It doesn't necessarily mean that there's going to be discussion amongst the community. There might be a little bit of that, but I'm just going to have um, a time where I just lead them through um, just some spiritual practices, um, different things that have been around for hundreds of years that the church has done, but gotten away from, but is coming back to it because we need stillness now more than ever. We need clarity now more than ever. We need direction now more than ever. We need to feel the love of Jesus and his compassion now more than ever. And so I think that's why there's been this uptick in interest in spiritual direction, because people are realizing, I don't know that I know if, I'm going in the right direction or not. Mm -hmm. Um, So group spiritual direction will give them a chance to kind of experience a little bit of everything that spiritual direction can be on an individual setting. So that's, what's kind of going on. I'm kind of trying that out to be honest for three months and just seeing the response.
0: Um, And then I'll probably do it again in the fall. I love it. So the link is, B I T dot L Y slash Evergreen Soul Wellness. I created a bit.ly link for you, Amy. Um, oh, to thank be,
1: you. BIT. <laughs> like
0: <laughs> BIT.ly slash evergreen soul wellness. No caps all together. And that will take you to a page where you could book a one-on-one or you can jump into the group. Um, that would be amazing. I highly, highly recommend it. I agree. I think that you know, spiritual direction is an ancient practice. Yeah. It's been around for a long time and it's been a part of the church. And what also has been around for a long time is as having this solitude with Jesus, this time of quiet and this time of just hearing God. And it is difficult in our distracted society and culture to make that time, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's difficult. And so I, if you feel like maybe this is what my soul is yearning for, it is, I know it is because Mm -hmm. if you want to have some stillness, if you want to have more peace and experience Jesus, this is a great way to get started on that. And just to have that, um, I'll call it therapeutic um, revelation in your soul. And so Mm -hmm. definitely um, recommended.
1: Um, There's a few things I just wanted to share also um, about spiritual direction. Um, we talk about it being an ancient practice. It actually goes back to Roman times when the church was being, um, kind of absorbed into empire,
0: Mm.
1: right? And there were a group of believers who thought this, this ought not be, this is not how this, not the church's role. And so in order to almost like preserve a remnant, they left and went out into the desert, And that is where that group was referred to as the desert fathers and mothers. And so those who did not leave and go out into the desert, but were still a part of the church would travel to the desert. Like they still stayed in Rome or wherever in that area, they would travel to the desert to have times to just sit and talk with the desert fathers and mothers um, to stay on track with their walk, to stay on track with their relationship with God, because they're living in chaos, right? They're trying to do life in the chaos church in the middle of the chaos. And so they became disoriented at times as we all do. And they would go out, they would set themselves apart. They would pull themselves out of that chaos and had times where they would sit with another brother or sister in Christ and say, listen, this is how I see things. What do you see? So when someone comes into spiritual direction, I think one of the things that makes it special is that it's really a time where you sit with that soul friend, that spiritual companion, and they just kind of pull the veil back a little bit, you know? So you almost like thinking to yourself coming into like a confessional and they pull the curtain, you know, it's like you go into this little space and the Holy Spirit just pulls that curtain back a little bit.
2: And when you are in that unfiltered presence with him, it is
1: life-giving. It's so life-giving. And then as a spiritual companion, I am sitting there while someone is sharing, listening. And I am also listening to the Holy Spirit. I pray before, you know, I see a session coming up. I begin to pray for that person, for me, for the session that we will be open to hearing what the Holy Spirit has to say, that he will guide that time together. And I'm hearing a scripture laid on my heart, and then I share it. I'm hearing a word in due season, and then I share it. I'm hearing the Him say, I really want to tell her something And so we'll sit in some silence. So no session is the same because I'm not the one guiding the session. I mean, when I first began, yeah, I probably off to the side, had a little set of notes of like where to go if I feel like I get stuck, right? Because I felt the weight of the responsibility of that time with someone. And I wanted to make sure that they received something from the Holy spirit. They came there for something. Right. And I wanted to make sure that I created the space in such a way that that was possible. But now that I've been doing it for several years, it is just very much a, um, imagine us just kind of sitting on the couch together or a park bench together. And it's just, as it goes, I hear things being a third party to it all. I hear someone say some things they don't realize they're saying. Yeah. Or I hear them say something that they don't realize they're saying. And so it's forming questions and asking questions of them to have them pause. Because here's the thing about stillness. I could sit and do an entire podcast with you on the benefits of stillness and silence. But one of the greatest things is that it creates and supports reflection. See, we just go like bullet trains. We don't stop and think about what we're doing, what we're feeling, uh, what we're hearing, what other people are experiencing around us, how they experience us. We're just going, even even our spiritual walk, our quiet time, everything is just like a bullet train. It's just do it. Um, And so it's a journey to go from being a human doing to a human being. And it takes patience, which is why some people Don't want to take the time to do stuff like spiritual direction, but that's kind of your red
0: flag Mm -hmm. that it might be something you need. Definitely. So I think it'd be fun just because I'm craving it. If we did like a little mini session, I know they're normally an hour, but it'd be so fun to just kind of dive into a few minutes of, of spiritual direction. I'll be the, uh, I guess, direct directee, directee, Mm -hmm. be their director And those of you listening can kind of join in as like almost like a mini, 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 mini group session. Um, I don't, I know there's a couple different avenues we can go, but are you open to that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love when you do... Lectio Divina. I also love the time that we did the, um, it was like a guided meditation where Mm -hmm. I met with Jesus. So yeah, I call that the, I call that the sacred safe space. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So why don't we just kind of get started and see which one feels most appropriate with what we're talking about. Okay. So let's just take a minute and um, just kind of reset Just close your eyes and take a nice deep
2: breath. And you and I have um, spent time creating that sacred safe space. So why don't you go to that space? And just look for Jesus there. Maybe just take your hand and place it over your heart. And if he's near and you can see him, imagine him doing the same, placing his hand over your heart. and share with me what's first in your heart today. What's heavy on your heart or
1: joyful in your heart, but just that top layer. What is the first thing you're feeling,
2: thinking about? Well, for me, what's um, what's kind of being revealed
0: is Jesus just knows all the things. He knows what I am uncomfortable with,
2: what I'm like stepping into. I'm trying to balance and juggle.
0: I feel like sometimes he looks at me and like kind of shakes his head, like, I didn't tell you to do all those things. That's a lot,
2: (laughs) you know, (laughs) like,
0: or just the stress of what I'm carrying with it, you know? Mm. Sit there a
2: little bit longer and ask him, what do you want me to let go of? when you feel like you have that answer,
1: you know, it's okay to talk about it in vague terms since we're doing this
2: with other ears listening. It's the how, like how
0: it's all going to come to pass, how and when, you know, there's things in my heart that he's been teaching me Mm -hmm. and that I'm feel like I'm burning
2: to figure out how to put it together. Mm -hmm. And... I think there's like a stress with that. Yeah. Does it feel like, heavy? Yeah.
1: Where do you feel that in your body? Where do you feel that heavy?
0: <sighs> my shoulders
1: and my chest. Mm. Yeah. Our shoulders very often represent a responsibility. You know, especially our right shoulder and the left shoulder tends to represent our female responsibilities. Um, caretaking so one's provision and one's caretaking um and you do both you know so um i'm not surprised that you feel that there um
2: do you sense his compassion in asking you to let go of that how oh yeah Yeah, I want you to imagine Jane
1: as she is now putting a bunch of rocks in her backpack.
0: It's not hard to imagine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so like yesterday when she did this book, um, now imagine that you know it's too heavy. So she zips it up and she tries to put it on and she falls backward and hits her head. And you go over and you try to carry the load. And she says, no, mine. And she picks it up. She stumbles a little bit. She walks a step or two and she face plants and scrapes her face. She cries, she dusts herself off. She picks it up again. And this just goes on and on.
0: What does your heart feel for her? Compassion, mm-hmm. empathy, just that she has causing undue pain. Mm-hmm.
2: So, what's in your backpack? My home,
0: my marriage, my company, you know, keeping Mm -hmm. things going. This newborn. (laughs) It's a big rock.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That it is. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, none of those are things that you can get rid of. Right. Right. Or that you want to get rid of. So, what do we do when the things, when we need to let go of things that we don't want to do without, that are integral to who we are in our life?
0: Yeah, I think it's the control on the rocks, like the the, the rock might be actually control, but it's on these areas, mm. you know, like mm. not releasing control of mm. how the home is run or, mm. you know, releasing control on a certain division of my company, you know what I mean? Like, it's like,
1: yeah
0: trying to put out too many things at once Mm
2: -hmm.
0: is control an act of self-compassion no does it feel like it is though no it feels like I mean I don't know like I guess with my children like I do want to control because I want them to to have the best in a way you know Mm -hmm. um
2: You know, there's scripture that says that the enemy comes as an angel of light. And I think sometimes control looks like an angel of light. How is the need, desire
1: whatever to control in your life, in that backpack,
2: how is it masquerading as an angel of light? Wow. I guess it could help
0: boost my you know, value in a way or confidence mm-hmm. in myself that I can do it all. I can balance it all, um, that I can do excellent work. It can feed into the ego and my, you know, feeling of wanting to be excellent, I guess,
1: mm-hmm. you know, I
0: have the validation mm-hmm. of it
1: mm-hmm.
0: by everything being done by me. It's then I get the, um, credit, I guess, is the word. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
2: Um, I do. Yeah. Yes, I do.
0: How does control masquerade as the angel of light?
2: Because you've lived long enough to know control is an illusion. Yeah. Yeah. And as your children age, you'll learn that more and more, (laughs) sadly. let's break it down per rock
0: okay control feels like safety
2: mm, which doesn't conf- it
0: though yeah yes it absolutely does which is why if I'm, we if love I'm it controlling it, it it's going to be safe and mm-hmm. safety feels like an angel of light in a way you know it's comforting because I know how the outcome will be if I'm trying to control it yes yes or trying to replicate something previously done. Yeah. So here's something that God's been
2: speaking into my life. And I wonder if this mantra would be helpful for
1: you. I write it at the top of my calendar and it keeps coming back every day.
2: It's, I I inhale, Jesus, and then I exhale, you are my greatest need. So control, the angel of light says that safety is your greatest need. but what would it look like for you to
1: understand that Jesus is actually your greatest need? I
2: mean, how do you make that practical? Fear is just a siren that tells me I need more of him in any given place in my life. It's a symptom. So if I'm afraid to let go of, let's just say
1: your business, and, you know, like just let go of those things you're feeling like you need to control. If I were to say, Jesus is my greatest need. It's like, okay, that sounds cute and very churchy, but what <laughs> does that mean, right? Um,
2: I think for me, it means that I have to trust him more there. If he's leading me,
1: if he's stirring in my heart, these ideas, these thoughts, these ponderings that I need to let something go. And then mm-hmm. I feel that restriction where I kind of pull back. Yeah. Like that. I don't know. He's asking me to follow him. Yeah. And it takes humility. Humility is the gateway to following Jesus because I have to go, I don't know everything. Do I, my timing isn't the greatest every time. I might be missing something. So I'm gonna trust you that if this is what you're asking me to do, and I know you're asking me to do that because I can't get it out of my mind. It's always there. That's why reflection is so important that you could sit and listen to what you're listening to and you inside your head. Mm-hmm. Then I'm gonna say,
2: okay, I give that area to you. What's next? I don't have to have the plan. I just know that he does have the plan and he is going to be faithful to show it to me. But oh,
0: it's so t- hard for me. It so is. Hard. <laughs> it's hard for all of us, right? We want to go, okay, this is great. She says, yeah. I love this. So what's the plan? <laughs> yeah. How is this an outline to my next book? Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. Exactly. I want to turn everything into like a thing, you know, and it's like, I don't know how the things coming together. And I feel like he's just like, relax, just focus on reading the Bible and just focus on coming to my presence and quit focusing on turning this into something, you know what I mean? And like, yes, that's hard for creatives. I struggle with that too. just talk to
1: my spiritual director about that last week. As a matter of fact, that letting go of letting my sacred space be my sacred space. Yeah. Not my springboard right to the next project. Okay, wow. oh, this is so great. I want to share this, but having a relationship with Jesus that is so intimate, it's like two lovers where we have things we only say with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, would I be willing to have a relationship with Jesus where he reveals incredible things to me? And it stays between the two of us because I feel like he just wants it to. Mm-hmm. That's, Kind of a heart check of why I'm there. Yeah. You know, as a creative, take both of your hands, palms up, and hold them evenly. Okay. In a sacred space with Jesus, which is our heart, our soul, He invites us to hold opposites evenly. See, in our brain, we take one and we elevate it, think about it, obsess about it, and the other just kind of falls aside. He wants us to hold equally. I can hold, he has given me the capacity within my soul because of the work that he's done on the cross to hold both joy and sorrow. Mm -hmm. One does not have to overtake the other. My being has space for both. And I hold them palms up because I say to him, I hold them both to you. I don't know how to make them mesh. They're like oil and water. One seems to cancel the other out, but in you, all things are held together. Even joy and sorrow in you. All things are held together. Even confusion and clarity. Mm-hmm. In you all. All things are held together, knowing where I'm going and being uncertain.
0: Yeah. You can hold both.
1: Responsibility and
0: peace. Yes. You know, all this responsibility, but then peace of the trust, you know?
1: Yes. We say one takes from the other, because this is human thinking. One takes from the other. So it's kind of like the squeaky wheel. I got to take care of that while I let my peace go. And when I get all the ducks in a row, then I'll go back and say, thank you, God, for helping me get my ducks in a row. I feel your peace. But what he's calling us to is, I'm going to listen to the Lord until these ducks are in a row, and I'm going to feel his peace all along the way. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was talking to a directee the other day and she was talking about how when she gets into those spaces where one is taking from the other, she, and I love the way she said it because I've lived this life. She goes, I lose days. Like when that happened and I had my life going and something happened with my family and now I have to turn and, you know, put out fires. I feel like I just lose days. Hmm. Like it's three days before I can kind of get back together what I'm doing. And I think that's what it does when we focus on one or we believe we can't hold both together or that he can't hold them both together for us.
0: Mm -hmm. We lose
1: days because we go into trying to figure everything out Mm -hmm. and trying to fix everything. Yeah. That's another red flag that we're not following Jesus in a particular area of our life is when we are obsessing about fixing it, which is also safety.
0: Yep. Control. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: That's good. I can hold both.
1: What do you feel in your heart when you think about the possibility that you don't have to get rid of one or the other?
0: Peace.
2: Peace.
0: Yeah. It's just peace. It's God is in it all. And like, I can, just, I feel like often there's a, um, like a ringing in my head, you know, like a yes. swirling ringing. Yeah. And then I know. it's like, and then it's like, it just flatlines. Yeah. Like you can just like start doing without mm-hmm. all of the swirling. Yeah, It's hard to even like put words to that feeling, you know, it is because it's mystery and it's something in the spiritual
2: realm. I'm gonna look up a verse. And I want you to think about going back to that sacred safe space
1: and imagine sitting before Jesus with both of your hands held out evenly. And he has both of his hands out evenly. Now,
2: one of you, one of your hands looks a lot different than the other. Can you see the difference? Of my hands? Mm -hmm. And Jesus's hands. What's the most distinct difference that you notice? Between my hands and his hands? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, the cross. And what do you mean by that? His wounds. His wounds. That's why his hands are more capable of holding things than yours. So when you're struggling, sometimes flip open your hands and look at your palms and remind yourself why you need to hand it over to Jesus. In yourself, you don't have what you need
1: in order to balance it. In him, you have everything you need in order to balance it. One of the things that God showed me years ago, like in my 20s when I was a young mom with two small children and just starting to try to figure life out um, was he said he took the word capable and he divided it up and he said, Amy, there is a cap on what you're
2: able to do, but there is no cap on what I'm able to do. And I've always remembered that. And I think that's
1: the, it's like the verbal for the visual of seeing those scars. but I want you to close your eyes real quick and let's just read this verse. John 14,
2: 27. My peace is the legacy I leave to you. I don't give gifts like those of this world. Do not let your heart be troubled or fearful. You're just listening to that passage. You're listening
1: for anything that kind of pops out. Um, anything that sticks out more than another.
0: Well, it's the topic of peace. You know, he, he gives it. It's mine to have. It's mine to open and receive. I feel like it's just this Beautiful gift. Yeah. And he wants me to open it and to keep it and to use it, you know, and not to throw it throw it away. Yeah, exactly. Let me read
1: it
2: one more time. And this time I'm gonna read it out of a different translation. Peace. I don't leave you the way you're used to being left, feeling abandoned, bereft, so don't be upset and don't be distraught. It's just so clear that he's here. Mm-hmm. Even though I, you know you can't see
0: him with your eyes visually, you know. Mm-hmm. Like he's just here. He hasn't left, even if you feel far away.
2: That
1: backpack is responsible for making him feel
2: a million miles away. I love how it says, I don't leave you the way you're used
1: to being left. So that correlates with the other versions that say, I don't give to you as the world gives to you. Well, how does the world give? Well, it gives and it snatches it right back. Mm -hmm. Or it gives a counterfeit. It gives counterfeit things to us. It says empty things to us, you know, it gives, and yet it doesn't satisfy, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like when you think, oh, I I need some peace. So you go to the spa and you come home and it was nice, but you don't feel any different. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, that's the kind of peace the world calls us to. And there's always a price tag on it, but that's not the peace that he calls us to. Yeah, it's free because he created those wounds in his hands to give it to us. And the verses preceding that is talking about how he's going to heaven and he's leaving the Holy Spirit for us
0: Mm -hmm.
1: our comforter, our reminder, our friend. You know, it's kind of like when you go out of town and you leave your child or you leave a pet, you do all these things to get ready for it so that Mm -hmm. they feel safe and cared for so that Mm -hmm. they don't notice that you're physically not there. Like you do as much as you can, you know? Yeah. And the reason we are prompted to do those things is because we're made in his likeness. And so as parents, we too do those
2: things, not because we just come up with it on our own. Is there anything else you wanted to share?
0: Not today. Okay.
1: Can I pray for you?
0: Yes.
2: Okay. So Jesus, I do not know that we will ever plumb
1: the death of all the things that your sacrifice on the cross for us has afforded us.
2: I tend to see it as one single act, but it is
1: created something for us in millions of ways, a freedom in millions of ways. And just as you so intricately knit us together in our mother's wombs, braiding those strands of DNA. When you died on the cross for us, you intricately have ways of showing us the freedom that it bought. and We thank you for that. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for the reminder today that we can Hold the opposite because we're being held by you
2: and in you we live and we move and we have our being. And you hold all of it together. We don't have to hold all of it together. Help
1: us to get to a place where that's not a scary thought but a welcome thought. Help us to turn over our illusions of control and safety knowing that you are and always will be at the bottom of it all our greatest need is to experience and feel more of you in our life
0: in Jesus name amen amen thank you amy i feel lighter already Wonderful. um so i definitely want to remind you guys to jump into her group spiritual direction or book a one on one with her B-I-T L-Y slash evergreen soul wellness. Um, and I can't wait. I'll have Amy back on the podcast uh, very soon because um, these episodes are highly um, requested. So we'll be, we'll bring Amy back. If you have a specific topic you would like to ask Amy, um, jump into our free Facebook group, the Christian dreamers community and ask away. I would love to connect with you there. So jump into that free Facebook group and I'll see you over there. Thanks so much, Amy, for everything, for telling us about spiritual direction and your journey. And then also for me personally, <laughs> taking me on a mini, uh, mini session. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for the opportunity, sweet friend. Wow, wow, wow. Um, how was that session with Amy? I hope you enjoyed it. I, I wanted to be vulnerable and let you really dive into what it's like to do spiritual direction. Um, it was a little different doing it, knowing it's being recorded <laughs> because it is such a safe and vulnerable place. And if you're wondering about my sacred place, so when Amy was talking about me going to my sacred place, that was actually me going to a physical place in my mind and in my heart where I would sit with Jesus. And so we actually did a whole long session finding that place. Um, So it wasn't like I just immediately knew where to go. Um, So that might have, if you're confused about that at all, that was actually, I would visualize myself in my New York apartment on a specific couch, looking at a fireplace and like, sitting there with Jesus that was my sacred place which you might change you know and for you it might be sitting with Jesus in a hammock or at the beach or in a garden. Um, so just FYI that was that little bit if you were like, what is this? Um, it's just a place I go in my mind and my heart to sit with Jesus and be with Him. So I hope this has been helpful for you, um, and I would love to invite you to join our Lent Bible study. We are going to be just walking with Jesus over 45 days in Lent, and you can jump in and get the bookmark in your reading plan by going to B-I-T dot L-Y slash lint with poly. It begins on March 2nd, and I would love for you to do it. It's absolutely free. Um, we're going to be doing a reading plan together. We have our Facebook group. I can do daily text messages for you, and I will be doing an episode on the podcast each week um, to kind of recap what I am learning and experiencing through this. So I hope this will help with accountability. We'll do this all together. I hope you will say yes to the journey. Um, remember that's bit.ly slash Lint with Polly, and you can invite your friends. Um, but that's everything. I hope you have an absolutely wonderful day. You are so loved. Bye guys.